0: What's up, everybody? This episode is brought to you by Atlas, and I'm so excited because Atlas is sponsoring us officially.
1: No, 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 Will, it's not Atlas. It's all under Travelnet. Travelnet,
0: right, Travel, no, no, it's Track.
1: No. no, guys, Atlas and Track are part of Travelnet Solutions. Did you guys not read the media page?
0: Well, uh, the next ad read on the media page says resorts and lodges. So, who... resorts and
1: lodges is also part of Travelnet Solutions are all together
0: that makes so much more sense
1: yeah. doesn't it doesn't it and they're the ones that are now sponsoring good morning hospitality
0: well welcome, welcome TravelNet.
1: yes thank you for sponsoring and i promise we do have our together
3: welcome to good morning hospitality your one-stop shop for the latest news noteworthy trends and thought-provoking discussions across the industry From hotels and short-term rentals to all things travel and hospitality, you'll find each episode equips you with the information that you need to start your week. Join us on Good Morning Hospitality every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Good morning, you two. Good morning. How are we doing today?
1: Fantastic.
0: Glad (laughs) we have that bleep button for Brandy. I know. I know.
1: (laughs) gotta watch very
0: much uh it's like a speed dial for us we have to have it just ready to lock and loaded yeah yeah (laughs) yeah well happy monday post super bowl or aka the rihanna concert that had a football game before and after no big deal i'm just joking (laughs) that's what everyone's been saying online i'm just i'm just repeating it uh how you guys doing you guys doing good good weekend
1: Good weekend. I was skiing in Vermont, so got my cold fix for the month.
0: Like, so I guess yeah. I was the only person that wasn't in the mountains in some snow. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, but Brandy, didn't you have like a crazy trip back? You, I you know, did. Pretty... I
1: didn't get home until 4 a.m. So <laughs> there's a big coffee in front of me right now. It's <laughs> yes. a lot of delays. <laughs>
0: The Monday morning struggles. Was it
3: caused by technology that hasn't been updated or upgraded?
1: Um, well, unless you count the entire plane, then uh, <laughs> it was not back-end tech. It was uh, physical components of the plane, gotcha. <laughs> which is honestly more Even terrifying. Even better. Even no better. Great.
0: <laughs> I love it. Well, uh, I'm excited. We had a great weekend. All of us, sounds like whether it was skiing being restful and peaceful and all the above. Um, I'm excited for this episode because we've brought up this conversation multiple times uh, throughout you know, the last, I would say, three or four weeks, give or take-ish. Yeah. we about layoffs and, yeah, it's been in the news, so we cover it. But we got a special guest, and he's been on the podcast before, but this was pre-brandy days. So I'm excited to bring him back and welcome him to the show to kind of give us his expertise on all things employment and talent, and obviously everything that we're about to jump into. So let's welcome Steve Trover from Better Talent.
2: Hey guys.
1: Hi, Steve. How morning.
2: Are you morning? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Living good the dream. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: I love. Uh, I love even seeing the white hat in a virtual setting rather than just in person at conferences so well
2: you know if i do it here you'll see me at the conference so on brand exactly very on brand brand. cool Well, well something that we've discussed pretty much in every
3: episode this year is layoffs and who better to talk to than the gentleman who fills gaps in businesses and fills gaps in resumes so appreciate you joining us today um I think the the big industry news very recently was uh, unfortunate out of Vicasso where seventeen or or twenty percent uh, of the staff was uh, made redundant. Give us a, an overview on what what you think happens there, and and mm-hmm. what uh, what the general landscape is for travel hospitality jobs.
2: Yeah, so um, obviously it's big news whenever there's a big layoff and uh, tech has been laying off in, in big numbers. And so has some of the larger vacation rental companies. It's not just Vacasa, Avance Stay, uh, Sonder, and Vacasa all had significant layoffs over the last six, nine months. And, and uh, ironically, all three um, laid off right about the same percentage. Um, Vacasa and two layoffs, the other two in one, but about 20% roughly of their staff, right? And so what's interesting, when you look at all of the technology layoffs that are all in the news right now, and you start to watch where these companies land, it's right about 20%. Um, In uh, the case of the vacation rental companies, they all, just like a lot of these tech companies, have been hiring in significant amounts over the last several years, especially, you know, even pre-COVID running up to it, obviously dropping back during COVID, and then hiring in a big, big way as we had that huge um, influx of visitors to our space that had never used an STR before. And so um, when we look at the net result, they're actually just trimmed back to some previous numbers uh, from a set staffing perspective. And so... Yeah, it's big news. And, and um, I just want to say if anyone's listening and they are looking for a job, we are very, very empathetic to that. Please reach out to us. It costs nothing. Um, and we, we help a lot of people in that regard um, move into new roles. Uh, but the reality is most of them have multiple job offers right out of the gates um, as soon as they get a layoff. And that's what we saw and continue to see. So overarchingly, um, this industry is strong as it pertains to employment. Um, Just like the rest of the economy. Uh, The big news of tech, you hear all all of those big layoffs. But if you look at unemployment today, it's the lowest it's been since 1969. So um, there's actually one half of an applicant for every available job in the U.S. And we see that the same way, maybe even stronger in the vacation rental market overall.
0: Well, can you give us some background on, so for any listeners that tune in consistently now, You were on sometime last year. I don't remember exact dates and stuff, but uh, for Better Talent as a whole, what are you guys seeing in the job market now when it comes to pre-layoff, post-layoff? Is there a big difference or are you seeing just a steady flow of consistent hiring and and applying for jobs?
2: Yeah, I mean, honestly, we didn't see a change at all in what I would call kind of the main street uh, vacation rental companies, short-term rental companies, and even our hotel clients. Um, So uh, for every job we fill, which by the way, we celebrate more than getting a new client. We love, um, you know, when somebody lets us know we, we filled a position, um, <clears throat> we get a new one every day. So it, it just is a constant steady flow of great applicants, uh, but also great opportunities to meet that, that applicant flow. And so we don't, we don't see a slowdown at all, um, in our traditional, um, STR companies, the hotel companies, or even the new school, there's a lot of really great startups that are rapidly growing and they're hiring like crazy. So, um, haven't seen it, um, at all and hopefully won't. Right. So m- m- we, we feel like a lot of this tech layoff was just, um, tech companies cutting the, the, the fat, so to speak. Uh, I hate to not sound empathetic again, but I don't see that happening in vacation rentals uh, or in short-term rentals at all.
3: So, just like a, a general idea, and I, I don't know, you probably don't have this number in front of you, but the number of open jobs versus the number of candidates in your pool right now.
2: Yeah, I mean, here's here's the thing about our industry. We have people that are in our industry applying for jobs that have experience, and some of the jobs that um, we have require it, right? So our clients want somebody that has Str VR or hotel experience, and then we have applicants that don't. So we have a significant amount of applicant volume for almost every position that we have, but not necessarily the right fit for the job. Right? So, so I we don't have. I it, it varies so dramatically across positions, as you can imagine, and also destinations. Um, you know, some of these markets are so tight. Um, we you've heard the uh, term talent. Uh, pool we call them talent puddles uh, just because there's so few available people in some of these markets and so it really is relative to the market, relative to the job. It's kind of all over the road. So it's a hard number to put an answer to, so.
1: Yeah, we see a lot of that with some of the positions in our industry that are very specialized kind of, even not in just within our industry, but kind of to your own company. You know, the, for example, we have like a director of logistics position, which isn't a typical logistics position. It's like onboarding a very specific type of property, dealing with all these. And so you get people that apply, but they're like, yeah, they're not exactly what you're looking for and the number of people in our industry that have that experience is very very small
2: right yeah and so that in those positions your applicant flow is going to be really low of at least qualified applicants um and that's what we're all obviously looking for so that said you know we don't hire just for resume so we we are looking for people with the right personality traits And then you guys know we do personality testing cognitive testing so resume is a component and a lot of our clients certainly want that but sometimes you just re- want the right fit from a personality and cognitive ability perspective as well. so Well, Steve, shamelessly plug
3: better talent real quick. what's what's your model? what's the what's the thesis?
2: Yeah, so so the thesis really is that no one was really focused on this space from a recruiting perspective. No recruiters really. Um, you know targeted the vacation rental space. certainly in the hotel space you see that more, but we're, we're kind of niched down even there into the independent hotels and resorts. And the reason for that is is that recruiters don't typically work well with small business because they charge 20, 30 percent of the salary. Um, I used to use recruiters when I had my management company for years from time to time and it just was so costly. So we developed a model that's really a subscription model um, <clears throat> that is just a low monthly, cost and we do all of the hiring for the companies that we work with, there's a transactional component too. But um, typically speaking, what we charge an entire year to do all the hiring for kind of a mid-market VRM, it would cost you that much um, to use a recruiter for one hire. Um, and so our, our idea is to help companies with behavioral profiling, so personality testing, driving applicant flow of qualified applicants and then filtering them through and get in, enabling them to hire the right person faster. Um, we also are very focused on the talent side and making sure that we're putting people in jobs that they can be successful. And that's why we do the testing that we do, um, because I we love not only filling a position but filling it with somebody who's going to be happy in that role. And so you know we look at it kind of like a VRM has to look at you know both the homeowner and the guest as their client. We have both the client and the talent as our our, uh, 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 customer as well. So we really look at it that way.
3: I love it. It's a very huge industry recruiting, but it's almost always the same kind of 20% across the board. Um, So glad you're able to make it fit. And and it is a unique skill set. It's definitely different than uh, hiring someone from a Fortune 500 to go into a small business and roll up the sleeves because everybody in the space is, is hands-on for the most part, except, you know, maybe those folks at the publicly traded companies that that we were talking about earlier,
2: you know, (laughs) absolutely. And, and most recruiters get paid when you hire. Um, That's another part of our model that we would not do. And the reason is, is I don't want to sell you an applicant. I want to make sure I'm bringing you the best applicants for the job that you pick from, um not try to push you into to hiring somebody so that I get a paycheck and I'm not saying all recruiters do that but the but the model in my opinion is flawed because of that kind of puts the the two in a adversarial relationship we want to partner with our clients so.
1: yeah. yeah what would you say right now is kind of the biggest mismatch in terms of you know the qualities that the talent has versus the requirements of the jobs that you're seeing
2: Yeah. uh, You know, one of the biggest challenges in our space is the lack of general managers. Um, And that's why, you know, and we do have quite a few hotel clients and there's a lot of crossover between the two. When I hired a general manager for my company, he came from the hotel industry simply because most of the GMs inside of us say, you know, 50, 100 unit, 150, 200 unit company. It's the owner. It's the founder. It's the CEO that's operating until they get to a certain point to hire a gm but there's just not a lot of those in the marketplace and so when a gm opportunity arises it's a it's a very challenging position to fill with somebody that has the background and experience that you're looking for and that's why we go in and we look for people with the right personality traits maybe they've been a a people leader in another industry or another part of hospitality and we migrate them over but if you're a gm or a director of ops in this space you're a very valuable individual because they're hard to find so And then you're putting them
3: in often fairly remote, desirable locations, but remote locations.
2: Yeah, Yeah, we we say we don't typically hire in Detroit, but um, so you're going into (laughs) really beautiful places. But, you know, if you're trying to find a GM in Big Sky, Montana, which we did, um, that's a challenging place when there's only 2,000 humans that live in Big Sky. Um, 4,000 on Hatteras Island, North Carolina, 8,000 on Marathon Key, Florida. These are places where... That's the total human count. And now we're looking for a general manager who's got, you know, a significant vac- vacational STR experience. Um, it's always going to be a reload. And to your point, it's hard to sometimes get people to relocate to these remote destinations. So it needs to be somebody that's kind of used to working on what I would call an Island, which that could be a literal Island, or it could be a ski resort, but it's a place where it's kind of off to itself. Cause not everybody's used to living in that type of environment. So but thankfully, hotel GMs are, and so we just kind of tr- uh, teach them or, or train them, and inc- encourage our clients to train them on the nuances of STR if they make the transition over. So,
1: yeah, we had um, at our uh, roundtable a couple weeks ago. Steve Turk was talking about um, kind of like the burnout that happens with hotel GMs, and I think that that is the same in you know our industry as well. It's such a demanding job that I think that that. You know you're seeing i think in general people are leaving jobs that are you know stressful or incredibly physically demanding and i think we might have to rethink how we structure these jobs and restructure our teams so that we don't have people that are just like i'd rather quit the whole industry than look for this job somewhere yeah. else
2: yeah a lot of times people are attracted to a general manager type position because it's a six-figure position in most companies and even hotel and yet that to your point, it is a tough, hard job. It's a lot of hours. There's a lot of moving parts, and you've got to be a really strong leader to be able to lead that team to success while watching all the metrics that you have to do. And it's a, it's a it's a tough position. So, um, you know, that said, we need more of of them in this market if we're going to continue to grow the industry and the sector. So it's it's something that, to your point, we may need to relook at what what is that and wh- how can we. Uh, limit the demanding components of that job and maybe parse that out to different parts of the team. So,
1: Yeah, I think it's also about building up that leadership from within, identifying the people that you already have on your team who can learn from if you already have a strong GM so that there isn't so much of the burden. Um, and you know, that's kind of one thing that we have been you know toying with or trying to figure out over the last couple of years we don't want to have this incredible hierarchy that i think hotels have where there's like the assistant to the assistant manager you know all that kind of right. stuff but you do need to have a strong middle management base or else you just have so much pressure is being put on kind of the higher level team members that you just burn out over time and you know i've experienced i've gone through that as i'm sure all of you have as well
2: yeah, absolutely. If you don't have that operational mid, especially depending on obviously the scale of the business, but a director of housekeeping or a housekeeping manager is a critical pillar, um, you know, that, that works alongside of that GM, same thing goes for maintenance, same thing goes for a guest experience, a reservations, all those different components. So that middle layer of management is critical to your point for the success of the GM and the whole operation. So, um, well,
0: I came from the hotel world and I was a hotel manager. So I had a GM and I also had the, a lot of the confusion from all of our housekeepers or front desk agents to whoever else. Like they're like, what part do we come to you for? Or what part do we go to her for? Cause we were so close in the job role description itself. So I like Brandy's comment, you know, like restructuring the kind of the way the position's laid out for me coming into the STR world, not seeing a GM, you know, like a lot of people don't talk about having a GM and the the hierarchy that kind of goes into it for you, Steve, I'm kind of curious, do you guys see companies that either you're working with or that you just hear about through obviously like industry chatter that are really changing the structure of hospitality operations to, in order to kind of like stomp burnout. And I guess maybe even the turnover from employment from all the way the ground floor
2: to, you know, the
0: the C-suite.
2: Yeah, I mean, one of the things I did when I got, you know, into consulting first before I got into uh, doing talent acquisition, I immediately got asked to do some hiring. But I I looked at over 200 profit and loss statements of vacation rental companies in this industry. What I found uh, commonality in is that the biggest expense was talent people, but it wasn't just full-time employees. And so what I've seen across our client base as well as the industry as a whole is they're starting to optimize that cost structure and really focus on that, but doing it in a way that you don't just have full-time and part-time, you have full-time, part-time, independent contractors, consultants, um, VAs, whatever that is. And we call that their people stack. So you have a talent, you have a tech stack, everybody talks about that. We call that the people stack. So we really look to optimize that. And some of the ways that we can take that load off of that general manager or director of ops, Is by leveraging third party independent contractors, sometimes consultants and VAs, to in a very efficient way, um, you know, kind of operate that people stack so that some of those tasks that stress out the operational leadership are held, you know, handled by others. And those, the most optimized companies are are pretty much using every component of what I just talked about inside their people stack. And we help them with that. So,
3: yeah, that. And then le- actually leveraging the tech stack exactly. can can alleviate a lot of headaches. And uh, I saw Steve Schwab just said hello. The <laughs> The franchise model also alleviates the GM headaches in, in many areas. So there's there are a, a few different routes of, of handling it, whether it's a central office, whether it's technology, virtual assistant, Um you know, anything and everything you can do at this point because they, especially on the hotel side, but uh, on vacation rentals too, when, when talent leaves, it's, it's hard to replace, especially if it's a remote area, especially if it's, you know, well-oiled machine and then you, you remove that, uh, key components, uh, who knows how everything works. So yeah, I think- the, the, the amount of safeguards that uh, owners of companies need to put into place is uh, several redundancy layers.
2: Yeah. And, um, and, there was a recent stat that 70% of um, millennials and Gen Z uh, are looking for a new job this year and you're going to see that. And that's our front line in a lot of cases. And so in these tight labor markets, um, all of a sudden, because of the pandemic, we have all of these remote opportunities for young people that didn't exist before because so many companies went remote. Some are going back to office, but there's more remote positions than there's ever been. So now you're in this tight labor market like the ones I described before. And all of a sudden, some of these people that had to work in the market don't have to anymore. Mm-hmm. And so you've got cost of living going through the roof, not enough housing. And then now you've got remote jobs that people can work when they live in Vail or Aspen or Hatteras or wherever. And so it's just tightening it more and more. And that's why these companies have to look at remote themselves, look at VAs, like a global talent, look at all the different ways that we can fill the need for whatever needs to be done. But uh, to your point, I mean, housekeeping, maintenance, um, those things have to be done in the market. And so We're going to have to really look at that as an industry and realize that how valuable that piece of it is. I think that was kind of secondary to marketing and business development and finance and all that in the past. That's what makes this thing happen. I don't care how good you are at marketing. If if you can't clean the house, nothing else matters. (laughs) So that's our biggest challenge. So that same goes, goes the same for hotels, obviously. So,
3: yeah, You, you mentioned something that we hear a lot from the anti str people which is affordable housing in aspen there's never going to be affordable housing right no well we'll in in a lot of these markets it's it's really challenging to get actual true affordable housing but how does the industry navigate around
2: that you know i what i've i'm excited to see more and more of and there's you know I'd call it sprouts of what I hope is a lot of innovation around that, but where companies and developers are coming in. I mean, if I was a developer still, I used to develop vacation homes, I would probably go into affordable housing and resort markets. I mean, somebody is going to. And so when you say there'll never be affordable housing in Vale or Aspen, you're right, but just outside there's opportunities. And I think that we're going to, we need that. Um, you know, until Elon's robots take over the housekeeping 15 years from now, I, I don't see that changing. And so we've got to solve that problem. And you're right. SDR is not causing that problem. Um, people aren't, you know, oh, no, I don't have my affordable ski in, ski out condo. That was no one ever. Right. So, um, you know, yeah, 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 but, so. I
1: think. That's another thing that was in, I saw, and I think it was one of the Skift articles, but they were talking about how, you know, there's no one in these STR buildings, which is, I think more pointed at operators like Sexton, (laughs) where we try to operate as like lean as possible. And we are trying to find a balance, like we have big, our bigger buildings. Yeah, we want to have some presence there because it just mitigates a lot of problems and it you know safety and all that stuff but part of the reason why this business model can function is because you operate very like you know with a very lean payroll and you don't need to have all these so it's like trying to find this balance and you also have these guest expectations when people are coming in and they're not realizing. I've realized a lot of the time that they're staying at a, like an STR or an apart hotel, whatever you want to call what we're what we're doing. And they're like, this hotel has nobody working here. And it's like, well, you know, we don't need to have four front desk staff, at, you know, at all times. So it's trying to strike this balance between what, um, you know, what we can afford and then what is like comfortable for the guests.
3: And affordable.
2: percent Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and we're going to see that continue to evolve over the next several years. And I think that's the place where this industry really has to optimize if it's going to, you know, succeed as those costs continue to rise and labor continues to be a problem in these tight markets because it's not going away.
0: Well, Steve, you mentioned. Oh, go Go ahead, Will. (laughs) <laughs> I they uh, uh you mentioned earlier, like millennials and Gen Z are like this new workforce that's coming into the space. And um, Michael even mentioned like the tech stack piece. I've been really passionate on the conversation of people not using their tech stack to its fullest capability. And then companies and operators just start adding more pieces and it ends up costing them more and they're not functioning right because they don't know what the difference is between a property management software and a channel manager is. But um, with this Gen Z kind of generation millennial coming into the space they're more tech savvy than a lot of other people are because they're growing up with this stuff do you think there's going to be a big shift in like maybe not a shift is the right word but when it comes to utilizing tech and people stacks at the same time are companies hiring for younger to kind of fill in those technology roles that someone younger can learn in this you know all these different multiple softwares and hardware type products?
2: Yeah, I, you know, I will tell you that most of the companies, in fact, all the companies work with, I rarely have ever heard anybody talk about age. Um, if they do, I tell them I can't talk it about it long. for obvious reasons. So, but I don't, I don't, I don't feel like I think it's inherently happening because that's who we have to fill the positions. And the good part is, to your point, they're very tech savvy. You know, my kids have mm-hmm. all had iPads in their face since they were born. I wasn't like that. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I I think they're more plug and play in this environment where we all have these massive tech stacks. I mean, better talent uses 28 different pieces of software to run our business back, you know, 15, 20 years ago, that would have been four or five max. Right. So um, you've got to come in and be able to use these, these tools and not be afraid of them. And that, that group, you know, certainly is not because that's what they grew up on. And, and so I think it's, it's a positive. And I think looking at your people stack and your tech stack, and aligning those two, giving you know the people side of it, the technology to ver- to optimize the whole is the key. Technology alone does not solve the problems that we have in this industry. It's the combination of both people and technology. And if technology enables us to reduce that headcount to some degree from an op, that's great. I'm all for it. Um, you know, our model is not you know, hey, we make a bunch of money every time you hire. I want you to optimize that people stack aligned with your technology stack. Uh, and, you know, a lot of times we get people calling us now. Um, they want somebody who's experienced in Streamline or Breezeway or whatever software platform because of that. But the reality is, to your point, these young people can come in. Um, they're just so uh, used to adapting to a new piece of technology that they can learn it pretty quick. And so, yeah, that's major.
1: actually something that we're sh- like looking towards when we're trying to fill some middle management positions where you know, maybe historically we would have wanted someone to come in with experience in our industry, at least in hospitality. But now we're looking kind of outside that, like, do you have the tech skills? Do you have, like, are you like hungry? Do you want to learn? Are you ready for a challenge? Because it's going to be something that you're not familiar with. And so trying to put people like that in kind of like the lower management roles so that they can learn and then grow within the company. Um, right. mm-hmm. uh, because yeah, you're right there this whole new generation, they're probably not going to have the experience that you want in our industry, but they are going to be very adaptable when it comes to tech.
2: And that yeah. experience comes pretty fast when you get, you know, you know, you fall into a role, especially frontline role, and you have to use the tech to do it, you're, you're going to learn it pretty quickly and you're going to get to the experience needed to run, you know, the day-to-day of that particular position. Part of why we do cognitive testing is it tells us how fast somebody can adapt to change and learn new things. And you got Mm -hmm. to in this space, right? We got to come in and that tech stack, whether that's the CRM or the PMS or Guest Experience app or what all those different components, I got to learn them quick and hit the ground running on top of already knowing how to use, you know, G Suite and HubSpot and all the other tools that we all use. So, Uh, but but we're seeing that not as big of a problem as it may have used to be, right? Because of the the labor force. So,
3: one of my favorite stories from, from many years ago, back when Cliff Johnson was at Picasa, uh, he used to go into towns and he'd go into restaurants or Subway. And if he got great service from an employee there, he would hire them. And he had this story of uh, going into a Subway somewhere in Colorado. And this this person was a home run and ended up working for, for them for Three or four years until Cliff was gone, so mm-hmm. you can find great people in a lot of different places. But it attitude and uh, the, the soft skills, uh, it, it's tough to teach,
2: right? Mm-hmm. Well, and, and one of the things you know, and I love that story from Cliff that that's something we always encourage clients to do because even though we do, I, I whole huge array of things from a marketing perspective sometimes you just got to boots on on the ground recruit right and so I have the same story I had a a, a woman that was a hostess at a steakhouse and I handed her my card and she ended up being our housekeeping manager for 13 years and so and she never missed a clean I mean she was amazing I never would have gotten her to apply just putting a job ad up because she wasn't looking for a job. So those are those Mm -hmm. passive applicants that you see out in the marketplace. And so we actually make cards, business cards, old school style that say, you're awesome, we should talk. And then on the back, it has the jobs board. We make those for our clients uh, because we want them to do that boots on the ground recruiting. And then we have a whole boots on the ground recruiting plan because you've got to do that. you got to be aggressive. It's a talent war. So,
0: yeah. I love it. Well, Steve, for all the listeners that are tuning in live right now, and those who are going to listen on Apple and Spotify, give us a quick, you know, 15 to 30 second plug. Where can people find out more about better talent? If they're looking to hire, if they're looking for a job, all the above.
2: Absolutely. So bettertalent.com is best place to go for both. Um, if you're an employer and, and you need, you know, talent, obviously that's what we do. I'd love to meet with you, uh, do a 20, 30 minute meeting. overview of the model, if you're on the talent side, we have a jobs board on the website, um, probably has 130, 150 active jobs. We have new ones every day. So you can take a look at that jobs board, but you also can sign up for job alerts there so that every Wednesday when we send out the new jobs, you'll get that. Um, and also you can follow me on LinkedIn. I'm super active. Our whole team um, is active on LinkedIn and we're constantly posting new opportunities. And we love to hear from you. There is no cost on the talent side to work with us. Um, at all, and there never will be. So please reach out. We love to learn about what you're looking for. And if you're interested in roles in in hospitality as a whole, because we do work with both vacation rentals, um, which is our core focus, but we certainly work on the the hotel side as well. So,
0: I love it. Well, we got people tuning in saying that they love the boots on the ground strategy, all the above. Uh, Steve, I always enjoy our conversations. I just want to say thanks for bringing your talent no pun intended to the podcast today and
2: yeah it's just good to see you well thank you very much and i'm excited that brandy's here now so <laughs>
1: yeah thank <laughs> you
0: we are too we are too good, good all right good everybody. recruiting, good recruiting guys. <laughs> yeah good recruiting she was a guest and, she was on the boots or today boots
3: to put a bow on it all travel net is hiring so if you're interested mm-hmm. in uh in checking out their jobs go to uh tnsinc.com
0: love it way to plug it in michael i love that all right everybody thank you so much for tuning in live if you're listening to the replay on the audio side make sure you like and subscribe all things better talent and we'll see you guys all again next week